I know, you know, it's, we'll step on some toes here, but like, that is why we try to design for our customers because anybody, you can get a freelance designer, no problem. And again, whatever your budget is, that works. But a lot of designers don't know the first thing about screen printing, embroidery, production, textures, mesh counts. And so it's risky and we've dealt with it a lot where a client will bring us a design and then we quote them and they're like, whoa, this is crazy. Not knowing that this, you get charged per color and this designer designed with eight colors and they want 36 shirts. And it's like, that that is why you wanna work with people that know how to design for apparel. Again, we work with web designers or print designers, which is a completely different process than what we're trying to do. And it's it makes our job difficult because sometimes like there's really nothing we can do with it. A lot of times you've gotten a design that six colors and say, hey, would you be okay if we minimize this to three colors? Not only is it gonna help your budget, it's gonna have a better look and it's gonna feel better on the shirt. And so that development is knowing the end product or knowing the actor, knowing the end outcome and then working backwards. That way, when we design, we're thinking of all of those things. We're thinking of the mesh counts, the sides, the squeegees, you know, while we might not be as technical, not technically smart or educated as a screen printer, we know enough to create a, a, a good garment that's in budget, that's on trend. And so those are those are things that, you know, when we work with a design that a customer has is what specialty ink or what, um, what could we do to bring more interest so it doesn't look so flat or it has a little more intrigue. Again, it's not always gonna be people seeing it when you're wearing it, but it's for the wearer they're the ones that have to wear it. So the, they are the first person, you know, you can have this cool design, but again, it has to resonate with the wearer for them to wear it in a social setting, um, you know, let's say outside a, an event or work, you know, is it a uniform or is it a lifestyle brand that they would wear or buy even if they didn't work at this place? So um, thinking through those things and I think it's it's the fun part. Like so many people overlook it just to keep the process regimented and the supply chain down to a science. It it almost takes the fun out of doing what we're doing if you don't get to be creative and come up with something that is completely unique. Anybody can print a shirt. I mean, no one's special. My grandma can get her her shirts made for bingo. You know, like. So that doesn't mean it's gonna sell or she's ever gonna wear it again, you know, and really finding out what's possible again, goes with the ideation, study other screen printers, other clothing brands, super dry again, I keep going back to it, but they do so many unique things that th there's enough just on that Pinterest board I have to have enough ideas for, you know, the next five years. And so knowing the, the demographic, cause not all processes are great with all styles you know if if you're trying to uh market towards f farmers or ranchers or cowboys you're not going to include well 
I just caught myself. I was saying you're not going to include bling, but a lot of those cowgirls in Texas love foil and sequins on their shirt. So I'm not trying to offend if you are a cowgirl in Texas, but for the most part, you got to know your audience. You're not going to use certain things for cowboys as you would for a streetwear brand. Correct. And there's, you know, there's several things you can offer. Uh, you can offer textures, cool colorways. You can offer to do a left chest, full back, you know, location. You can add a sleeve. Or... Both sleeves are popular yeah, nowadays. Both are, are, are real popular. So, and just because you say, I want my design to be as big as possible, it doesn't mean we're going to make it you know 14 inches wide on your chest because that's going to be one heavy print it's going to be hot it's going to be a hot summer yeah for sure and again thinking through those things we always say we're politely opinionated because we're not going to just let you do what you think you want to do we're, we're thinking of that person wearing the shirt we can go as big as you want we'll go all over we'll go um you know cut and sew but again why are you are you doing it you know go big why are you doing that if you're that might be popular in action sports and streetwear but that not that might not be the right look for something a little more collegiate or or vintage and so yeah we we size based on the market and our taste level everything we're doing is not all oh, this is angelo's opinion or jeremy's opinion we are seeing what's in the marketplace again going to the side prints we're gonna tell you don't do it and at the end of the day if you really want us to cool we'll do it but we're gonna tell you don't do it it's not flattering i don't care if you have a six pack it's not a flattering location people want you to look in their eyes not their their obliques <laughs> right the main goal is to help people yeah and uh, just let's put it this way if you're hungry you're not gonna go to a mechanic food you're gonna to go to mechanic to fix your car so when you're coming to us you're coming to us to help you make great merchandise mm. you guys listen to that people in our industry you have to be the expert you are a screen printer or a design firm or an agency like build that confidence it's not just about that current purchase if you help someone you get that order and that shirt falls flat, they might not ever come back to you. So it's worth putting in that time to show them, you know, at the end of the day, a mechanic will say, can I uh, replace your wiper fluids? Can I change the oil filter? They're doing that to upsell that one purchase because you might not ever come back to their place again. But at the end of the day, nope, I don't want to do that. Cool. But letting you know you have options and we can help you with those options is a good start to building that trust with your your client and then the 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 finishing you know once you get that shirt printed that's not that's not the end of it it's those little those little little details tissue paper free stickers um hang tags custom packaging custom boxes and poly mailers woven tags inside neck tags um what else I mean. multiple locations you know post-production garment washes like there's so many things that could take even just a normal shirt and make it better by adding those by sorry burping today by adding those details again most companies aren't showing people they want them to make all the decisions I'm just gonna show you my services and you decide what you want 
but you're not telling them why they need that. You're not telling them why it's going to benefit their brand. Why would you leave a next level, uh, Gildan, uh, um, a Bella canvas in America. Why are you going to leave? If you're a brand and you're leaving their tags in your shirt, you're missing out on real estate that shows that it's custom. They're just going to know you screen printed a shirt on next level apparel. That doesn't make you a brand. All you people doing, you know, print full and making your shirts online. You're not a brand. I mean, like you're making t-shirts and you're selling merchandise, but you are not a brand in my opinion you know, comment below, like, let's get into it. But you, if, if, if it's not truly yours and I know starting off, you might not have the budgets for it, but again, do it right. You're going to look way more professional if you do it right from the beginning. Um, all because what an extra dollar, you're not doing that. Like, is your brand not worth an extra dollar to, or minimize your profit margins a dollar to look like this is my garment, not my design on next level garment, you know? Yeah, and I know, again, next level in Bella and alternative apparel, like, I love you guys, but it's, you're in the B2B business, you're in the wholesale business, so you want your customer to sell more shirts so they buy more shirts from you, whether your name's in it or not. And so those are like, those are little things that can be tweaked that is going to help a, a shirt sell go from selling 10 to 15 and that that's a good couple hundred dollars difference and then it goes on from there so the finishing elements and then how are you retelling them like it's not our job to tell our customers how to sell it but it brings us value if they sell more if we make them look good they're going to trust us as the experts we could easily never mention it and we'd be happy, you know, we'd be more profitable. We would spend less time on a project, but again, what is the goal for people to sell and wear merchandise? So taking that time to help your customer again, you're the expert, right? You should be. So help them come up with ways to utilize social media to distribute their brand. How can you use your brick and mortar to go online and vice versa? How do you use influencers? to help promote your brand. So like those are things in the creative development space that don't just go from the design and print the shirt and move on. Like it's in everyone's best interest to put a little more thought, even if they don't go with it, they know that's the option. So next time they come, they're like, hey, we didn't have time or budget on this one. Can we try specialty ink on this or add embroidery to our screen printed shirt? Yep. Then you're getting them to think beyond that basic shirt. Cool, section two. Section two. Nice. Can you guys, sorry. If you guys haven't noticed, we're pretty passionate about what we're talking about today. Um, we would talk about this whether we're being filmed and recorded or not. So um, what we're seeing is why keep these conversations in our four walls and in our team? You know, it does no one else really any good. I mean, it does our customers good, but it's not going to benefit anyone else if we keep it all to ourselves. So the, the ultimate goal and mission is to create better merchandise and knowing we can't 
serve everyone, you know? Someone has a brother that has a screen print shop, he'll never give us a dime, but that doesn't mean I don't wanna help that person make a better t-shirt. Um, so yeah, please share um, if you're in this industry and you find value in the, in the podcast, in our video, we'd love for you to pass it on, you know, send a link. We're, we're still just building our following and we're going to pull in guests and create even more value. But right now me and Angelo, we're working through how this is going to look. We're working through some of the topics. So, um, if you're watching it, thanks for, thanks for, uh, bearing with us and, um, hope, hoping you can find some value. We've, I've already been hit up on LinkedIn and Twitter that people are, that are listening to the podcast and, and they're liking it. So that motivates us to keep doing it and keep consistent. And again, it does no one any good if we're just talking amongst ourselves. So, um, we're, if we really want to bring fashion to the people, we got to talk to the people about fashion. Okay. All right, the third topic of the day is headwear. And, you know, I think as more, as the world becomes more casual, even in the workplace, headwear is only gonna gain steam. They used to just be, you know, baseball players or dapper, dapper gents wearing hats or, you know, women going to church on Sundays. But now every style, it's infiltrated every industry. Um, and so we want to talk about not only stock hats and how to elevate your, your stock headwear, because all of us, whether you use a local printer, or, you know, another agency, we all basically have the same hats to choose from, you know, no one is giving you anything different than the next guy or gal, but it's how is that in hat, you know, just, just embroidering a hat again, it's entry level. It's not, it's not take, making the most of what you could do to that hat. So the two sections we'll talk about is stock headwear, um, versus, um, sorry stock headwear versus full custom overseas kind of cut and sew um, hats. And obviously as a, as a creative, we, we love the full custom because we get to decide everything about the hat, all, all the trims, all the decoration, the fabrics, the fit, the styles. But a lot of people don't have the timeline or the volume to order um, full custom hats. But when we're designing hats, Angelo, sorry, um, creative treatments. Did I delete a section? No, I think I copy and pasted yours twice. Did you, no, you didn't put anything for headwear, right? Uh, that was just uh, mine. Just decoration. Okay. Okay, Kevin, that whole section was, uh, What they say, okay, boomer. Kids. All right. So we talked about popularity. Okay. So Angelo, I know at uh, 
your last company, you had mostly full custom hats available to you, but most of our customers are utilizing stock headwear just because of the quicker turn times. Um, let's go in and just kind of talk about some of the styles or I can talk about the styles and you can talk about decoration, sure. um, whatever you prefer. Yeah, I'll talk decorations. Cool. So the different styles of hats, again, it's, um, it's asking people the right questions to find out what hats or what their audience is to, to help determine which hats they should order. Um, you know, you have flat bills and curved bills, you know, those are kind of the two categories that most of the hats fall into. But then you have have your high profile, which means the, the, the front of the hat sits up higher. It's a little more structured. And then you have your, your mid profile, and then your low profile, which, you know, you, you think of um, the Patagonia, kind of the, yeah. the, the curved bill trucker or curved bill hat. It's still structured, um, but it, it snugs your head a little bit. And then, you know, the dad hat or the mom hat, which is completely unstructured um, and, you know, super low profile. And so those are a way to categorize the stock hats. But then you have your six panel, your five panel. Now within the the six panel, it's basically, you'll see there's three on each side of that hat, which is sewn to create a dome. You know, they're using the flat fabric, cutting it to create dimension. Um, and the six panel is, is basically the most popular, but nowadays the five panel, and now you have your, your five panel pinch front. You, you might've heard like where they take the front two panels and there's only one little seam up top. It doesn't, the seam doesn't go all the way to the bill. One that creates more of a surface area to put bigger patches to screen print. Um, it, it has a higher profile for the most part. Um, but again, it's, it's the look you're going for. Now there's a five panel, um, camper hat, they call them where instead of, instead of the, the, the panels going all around, there's a panel up front, a panel in back and two on the side, one, two, three, two on the top. So five, <laughs> again, it actually curves more to your head versus the pinch front, which sits a little higher and has more of a, a surface area. Um, and then you have, you know, your full fabric hat, you have your trucker. Um, and then within the, the, the trucker or the mesh, I guess I should say, you have your pro mesh, which is more sporty. You have, um, the, the typical nylon mesh. You have the soft mesh, which is a little more vintage inspired. Um, and then, you know, your different closures, you have your snapback, which is the most popular, I would think your fitted, your flex fit, which stretches, you know, with your head, um, you know, fitted in our industry, most people stay away from it because they're guessing on inventory. And unless you know, everyone's head size, like it's really risky to order those, you know, when you go to lids or, um, Hatland, is that a brand hat world? hat earth <laughs> in the mall they have you know the fitted hats typical baseball style even football brands um but when you're purchasing merch for inventory and you're kind of guessing 
you know, having an adjustable hat is so important, not only for inventory, but um, for quicker purchases. So people aren't trying on all these sizes. And then you have your strap back, which is basically a piece of fabric with a, a buckle closure. You know, it's typical like, like brass or pewter. Some of them are powder coated, but that's more on the full custom route. And then you have your Velcro, which I try not to sell anyone Velcro, maybe if it's a visor, um, but I don't know. I just don't like the quality of Velcro hats. Um, and then you have the buckle clasp, like those are more for like maybe runners or bikers. Um, it's a little more sporty of a sporty of a look. Um, yeah, and so again, you have your structured, unstructured, and then there's even some of those ones that are semi-structured where they have like a mesh panel on the inside, but there's no buckram in the hat. And buckram is, if you look inside kind of a structured hat, it's that kind of textured, hard, it's usually white in most cases, underneath the main fabric. It's, it is just uh, a thicker, um, almost like a backer to give structure to that hat. Um, so yeah, the, the different styles and those are all available. And then I guess you got visors, you got fedoras, you got- There's tons of hybrids now where they combine, you know, the six panel with the mesh and the structure. Yeah. And, and you can do that on the full custom route, but you know, if you're doing stock and you're, unless you really know your audience, you're, you're guessing, but um, you know, the curb bill trucker, um, the dad hat and the six panel flat bill, those are the most popular, you know, we always say go there and then you can start experimenting with some of the specialty, you know, for the hats we create for Atomic Child, you know, he's using corduroy, he's using those quilted hats and he has that style to where he can experiment with a lot of those styles. Not everyone has that audience that, you know, is so diverse that they would you know, purchase one over the other. So, you know, knowing the, 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 the structure of the hat, the hat styles first and foremost, you know, most people don't even know <laughs> that there's that many out there. So again, asking the questions, find out what hats they would buy if they wore, you know, uh, the, um, the golf style hats where you'll see kind of the lasered mesh, you know, it's a more sporty, technical fabrics that I've been seeing a lot of those lately. So again, know your audience, know your client's audience um, before you just give them a catalog of hat styles. And so from, sorry, before we get into direction, I know I'm hogging up um, the mic here, but is like the different types of fabrics within those structured hats. So cotton twill, is 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 the most popular you know you'll, you'll get to your wool wool is a little more expensive it's a little more of a luxurious fabric for for hats um but nowadays you know you have your corduroy you have denim you have the um the pro mesh which is again it's more of like the dry fit the the sporty athletic um hats and then what are some other, you know, you get, you can do tweed, you can do melt and wool. Melt and wools are really great for the fall. Just has a really high end look to them. Um, and then you have foam, you know, the foam truckers, you, those are the lowest cost core hats, um, which there's a plethora of them. There's some core ones and then there's some specialty ones, at least for stock headwear. Sure. I think it's, 
to me, it's pretty interesting or it's pretty exciting how I can design to a to a to a stock hat or to a custom hat. Because if I'm designing a custom hat, I can I can choose anything I want, any decoration, anything that I that I want to pitch to the client. But if it's a stock hat, uh, there's only a there's tons of options. But I mean the the most popular ones are direct embroidery uh, and then you have puff embroidery you have patches I mean just in patches there's so many options in patches uh, you, you got you got woven patches you got full embroidery patches you got PVC patches clip labels leather patches uh, leather patches um, Met, you got, yeah yeah woven uh, labels kind of like what you're wearing um, Chanel. I mean, yeah, Chanel. It's there's it, so many options when it comes to patches. Um, you can also do screen print, but uh, you, you know you gotta be careful with screen print. Uh, you can do it on on foam, you know, fronts. Um, five panels. You know, yeah. we won't even do anything outside of five panels. Yeah, for screen be, printing. And it's gotta be a one color screen print or some some kind of heat transfer. Mm -hmm. There's tons of options. Anything that I miss? Um, <laughs> sorry, you put me on the spot. Yeah. Um, I, I ran out of uh, decorations. I mean, you know, full embroidery, then partial embroidery, yeah. um, allowing the, 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 the base fabric to show through. Bullion, which there's very few <laughs> view instance, instances when you will need a bullion, but it looks really cool. Bullion is basically hand embroidered with metal thread, like literal metal threads. It's done in India and Pakistan, and we have some videos of it. It's crazy. By hand, right? Everything's by hand. And so like they, they take a metal wire and then wrap that wire with more wire and then tuck it back in and they can create some insane designs. It's, you know, you'll see a lot of military uniforms on royalty, um, you know, in the the monarchy countries, you know, but I've seen a lot on streetwear as well, because again, it has a little bit of bling, but it it's, it's unique. It has a, such a cool depth to it. Um, and we said, yeah, we said Chanel, right? Yeah. Cool. You can also do side hits. Your logo, your state on the side, on, on the back too, you can add. With direct things. embroidery woven labels. Yeah, correct. On the back, you can do a nice arch, or if it's like a, like a, I guess a fitted hat, you can do a straight lettering on the back. Mm -hmm. there's, there's tons of options. You know, and embroidery is the, the core. I mean, it's, again, it's entry level, but it's the most popular. Yeah not only on costs, but you know, turn times, depending on what it's for. Um, but within the embroidery, there's so many more options as far as stitch types, you know, everything doesn't have to be a full satin fill, you know, bringing in some chain stitches. You know, I really like a, a feminine script with chain stitch. I think it pops way better than just a satin stitch. Um, you have, you know, your bean stitches, your whip stitches, and uh, we'll try to maybe on the video portion, you know, overlay some 
um, example so you know what we're talking about. Oh man, applique. I mean, that, that creates a whole nother dimension of, of mixing fabrics with your, your design and embroidery. So, um, you know, those are, those are things again, unless you do some research and know what's out there, that's why everyone defaults to, to standard embroidery because no one is educating the end consumer or the buyer on what's possible. Again, they might not always go towards that, but showing them what's possible is not only going to secure your expertise, but it's going to get their ideas going, their creative team and helping their product go to the next level. And so on that stock side, you, the typical turn time is two weeks for standard embroidery on a hat patches take a couple more weeks, but it, there's so much diversity in hats with patches because you don't have to like order all of the same style. You could use the same patch on a handful of colors and styles again, just to test your market because that design might resonate better on a Navy than a green. You never know until you test. If you go all in on green and you're like, well, these aren't selling a, a small tweak to the, the color of the hat or the style of the hat gives you that diversity. And we usually tell people order more patches than you need on that first order just because of the timeline. You know, we make 50 patches, you have 50 hats, you sell them in one weekend, you're gonna have to wait another three or four weeks to get that back in stock. But if we have, you know, you need 50 hats, order 200 patches, not only is that gonna bring your piece price down for the patch, the turn times are gonna be much quicker and you're gonna be able to get to market quick, you know, faster if you run out or if a certain colorway sells out. You can also sell those patches by themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you could throw it with a little glue dot on a backer card and now you have this little professional patch option or give someone a free patch, you know, with a t-shirt purchase. It's a low cost way that someone can decorate their own items with your patch. Um, another option, you know, I've seen there's some hats that actually have the backing of Velcro on it. So that gives a lot of flexibility because then you could, let's say it has a rectangle shape. You can create three patches, different designs and sell the hat with three patches and people can swap it out, whatever, you know, different colorways, different, different styles. And it'll look like multiple hats, but it's one hat. It's a great way to, to think beyond just that hat with a patch or hat embroidery. Um, again, it, timeline is, is always important. That's why people go with an embroidered hat, but then we didn't even, sorry, we didn't even talk about puff embroidery. I mean, that's a, a whole nother specialty thing that creates dimension to your, your, your hat. You could make it even look like a patch, but, um, you're using a puff border and then a, a satin fill. It gives a, the look of a patch with some texture, but again, it's a quicker turn time. Um, you know, when you go into lids and all the sports, like puff is huge in the athletic world, even streetwear, uh, puff is a, a big thing. Um, but again, a puff embroidery on a foam trucker might not work well, or puff embroidery on a dad hat might mess with the unstructured nature of the hat. So it's, it's all because you can doesn't mean you should. So 
that market research helps you refine your eye to know what works with what hat, which decoration, which style, which budget, which turn time, etc. We good, Kevin? Yeah, probably have like five minutes left on the battery though. Okay. So last section talking about full custom headwear. We'll go through it quick because without visuals necessarily on the podcast audio side, it's not gonna necessarily make sense to you. But the nice thing about full custom, it's private label. You get any decoration options you want. If you see a hat in the mall and you wanna replicate that, you can basically do that. The amount of fabrics that are available for a full custom hat, I mean, it there's more fabrics than you would ever need. So if you like, let's say a six panel structured flat bill, that's a great foundation. But then, you know, you might want a, a suede bill with a corduroy front and a mesh back. Like it, it is unlimited in the creativity that you can have. Yeah, you can almost also do like a full sublimated you know, panels on the inside, full colored buttons. I mean. You can emboss the buckle, you know, for the slider. Um, we recently saw from our factory, like the metal pieces, sonic welding. And again, those are, um, those are things you'll never know unless you see pictures of it. But a lot of the athletic NFL each, you know, they'll use the chrome or the metal pieces that they they attach to the inside the hat, and then they put the buckram, and so you you don't see the rivets of the metal. But again, it it gives you the full customized. So if you're a clothing brand, I mean, you gotta at least have one or two full custom hat pieces. Uh, uh, otherwise, you're just selling hats. You know, it's not your full custom hat as a fashion designer. Um, you know, the turn time, six to eight weeks, eight to 10, depending on the on the style that you're going for. Um, most of it is done overseas. So, you know, depending on who you work with, there's there's some loss in translation, but it really as a creative and it, it takes a lot more to design. Like you could design for a hat in 20, 30 minutes versus a full custom. It might take an hour to two hours to lay out the, the tech pack and, all the little extras, you know, do you want seven rows of stitching or six rows? So we won't go too far. Cause again, we'll maybe do a blog post or a video to where we can show each process. But again, full custom means a hundred percent your hat. No one is going to have anything like it. Yeah. And for a creative, I mean, what better way to express your creativity and your design aesthetic than through something that you constructed Yeah, you'll be able to cut. I mean, that'll be fine for the video. So uh, on the audio, I'll just say, hope you all found this podcast helpful. We really loved all the subjects we talked about and we could probably have four or five podcasts just on this topic, you know, and it'll grow, especially with, as we have guests, you know, that have expertise in different fields. We'll be able to go more in depth on some of these. You know, we would love if you could post questions um, below. Let us know if you have um, questions about a specific process or if you need some recommendations on, 
on design software or where you can find out all these different decoration processes. You know, we want this to be interactive. We, we love likes, but we want comments. We want that dialogue because without that dialogue, you're going to see it. You're going to think it's cool, but you'll never bring it into your customers projects. And, you know, we want you to bring value to your customers and to your own brands. If you're out there and you own your own brand, we want to show you what's possible to, to expand your creativity, expand your product line and, you know, ultimately build your brand. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're passionate about, about all this. So, so like, subscribe, share, follow. follow whatever you have to do to tell us that you love us and you like the content and value we're bringing. Um, if you are, if you want to be a guest on our podcast, please let us know. We um, we have a few already lined up, but um, we'll have a few questions just to make sure we're a right fit. But if you know you can bring value in design and creative development and sourcing in apparel and retail, we we want to share your story with our listeners and um, you know have that collaborative uh, dialogue. So this is Jeremy with Ink and Thread Podcast. Yeah, buddy, this is Angelo. And fashion to the people. <laughs>